Hello? issues, but we also have some fun stuff planned for you this evening. It may be even more. But before it's a uh, for the show, we'll make it happen. It seems to be the only cute pasta out of the pasta maker that mom bought for, for her birthday. I thought of it. was really nice, you know, when you think of a gift for someone's birthday and you see them join me. That's awesome. I'm all right, really. <laughs> I'm also hearing an echo on my voice. All right. So yeah, it's, it's difficult, that's wonderful. But, as we all know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right now, it's like just doing everything in the next five weeks to let not be the people that mess up. In the last five weeks, I'm just getting my first vaccination, March 12th. And so the next one should be three weeks after that. So five, just a little bit less than five weeks. Holding on, being super careful. I was, uh, I remembered this the other day, that uh, I, I, in my old building, 505 LaGuardia Place, I was getting into the elevator once with my, uh, with my dog, hold on a second, Calvin is texting me something. It sounds like you're live on the stream, but I can't hear anything from my end. And I will say, yes, my sister can hear. Can hear us. Can hear me. And I'm not panicking yet. <laughs> yet. Send. So I was getting on the elevator with my dog. He's a really sweet dog. Uh, he is half retriever and half pit bull. So I'd always joke, if he, if he ever tore off my arm, at least he would bring it back. But despite being half pit bull, he, he never, he's not scary at all. Like, he's always had this big, goofy smile. And so, and, he, and he's very, very well trained. Just a sweet, sweet dog. So... This old woman gets on the elevator with me, and she sees how sweet my dog is, and says, oh, what a nice dog. Is it a bitch? Which is an old term for a female dog. And I really wanted to say, hardly ever. But I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And now I'm thinking, like, maybe maybe that, that that's her thing. Like, because she was an old lady, she can say,
Try that. Yeah, maybe that old lady, it's her thing. I'm 97. I can say bitch, but I just have to pretend like I'm talking about a female dog. Okay, I think we might be good. All right. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I just was talking about, uh, I was just talking about this old woman. I used to have a dog that was really sweet. And this old woman got on the elevator with me and said, oh, what a sweet dog you have. Is it a bitch? And I really wanted to say, <laughs> hardly ever. <laughs> I mean, she fed me the line, for Christ's sakes. Okay, so as mentioned earlier, we're going to have some uh, talk about some serious stuff and then we'll get into other things. Uh, so you lost an aunt a week and a half ago and I asked if you wanted to talk about her. And uh, what, what's your aunt's name? Uh, her name was uh, Ketty. Uh, Ketty? She, yeah. She, um, my, uh, my uncle's uh, second wife, she was uh, originally from Haiti. And she was just... Absolute, just the absolute sweetest, most beautiful woman I have, one of the most sweetest, beautiful people I've ever, I've ever met. And she, she looked out for all of us. And like one thing, one thing that, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing that I'll always remember, like no matter what was going on, she would try to, she would uh, drop me a message every once in a while to see how I was doing, make sure that I knew my uncle was okay, because she, uh, as my uncle started having health issues, he would uh, take care of her more and more. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she, she would just, uh, just make sure that I knew he was okay and that they were okay. But um, I, what I didn't know that was she would like she was battling her own illnesses, and uh, I, like, uh, maybe about, oh, I think sometime in December, I, uh, I went over to uh uh pay them a visit and she uh, she she had looked really frail which is unlike her because she was always incredibly vibrant and and spry and everything and it it made me it made me really sad to see her see her like that but, of uh, course how often would you see or speak with aunt Ketty? Just kind of trying to get a sense of your relationship. Uh, I didn't, didn't, uh, sadly, I didn't get a to see her too terribly often, like maybe uh, a few times a year, along, uh, along with my uncle. You said she was Haitian. This part I'm just going to guess. You ate well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I tell you. This woman knew how to cook. She could cook. She could. She could feed her, like she knew how to feed an army every single day, which was just as well because she always like there was a revolving door of her family members uh, that would uh, come over and hang out on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I got so I got to get to know her. I got to get to know her family. She had, had two very very sweet kids. Um, her her daughter Tanya and her uh, her son Patrice. Who are just really, really incredible people. I like, I love, I love the two of them like my own family. Like, it's kind of just, kind of just as well because like, like, um, Patrice is older. Patrice is in his forties, but um, 
I'm I'm only three year three or four years younger than her daughter, so like we basically kind of watch each other grow up, and so this really, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot, a lot that I can say. Just really. Well, I got some questions that uh, maybe will help. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get to know who she was. How would you uh, how would you describe her style? And when, when it came time for her to, uh, to, uh, to get dressed up, she, she would outshine all of us. Like, I, I remember, I remember, um, um, her and my uncle's wedding. It was, uh, in the backyard of, uh, my uncle, uh, one of my uncle's friend's place. And she had this, she had this, like, goldish dress on. A uh, goldish uh, wedding dress. It what didn't have the didn't have the trail or anything, but it was this. It was gold. It was glittery. It was uh, uh, kind of flowy at the bottom. And I mean, Katie was the kind of woman that could wear a a burlap sack and still be able to outshine everybody with her beauty. Like she was, she was. Wow, that's so kind. that's so nice. <laughs> I actually had a had a character uh, in this uh, fairly long running show that we did at Surf Reality, and my my character literally wore a burlap sack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Johnny McGovern was the writer of of a lot of these sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember once uh, <laughs> I had I had a little rose on my on my sack. And his character goes, look at you. That must be your Sunday sack. <laughs> like my uncle wear, could wear that exact, exact burlap sack and everybody would compliment her. <laughs> and Kenny, were there hats involved? Um, no, she actually didn't wear hats. Oh, okay. All right. I was, I was, picturing, I was picturing a real fancy hat. <laughs> what uh now here's an interesting question i think what do you feel you learned from uh your aunt Ketty? patience like especially like especially <laughs> watching her deal with my uncle on a on a constant basis my uncle is not an easy person to deal with <laughs> but she but she loved him she took care of him Throughout all these faults, and there are enough to write a book about. <laughs> but, but, patience, grace, a few cooking lessons. <laughs> oh man, I would have loved to be in on that. Yeah, she is absolutely incredible. And though I only, <clears throat> excuse me, I only got to know her for uh, for the last eighteen years. They, they were eighteen years that really that really counted, and just really, just to get to know such a, a beautiful soul. I have one more question: Is there something that you have received from her that you will always treasure? You know, nothing like nothing like nothing tangible, like no gifts or anything. <clears throat> Though, like. 
the the parties we would have uh, parties and get-togethers we we would always have at uh, at their place were always just a ton of fun and I think just uh, I don't know just the I think for me just just knowing that she she would always think about me from uh, uh from time to time and just uh, send me a message say wishing me either happy birthday happy Easter Merry Christmas or, or things like that when I hardly get that from anybody else in my family. <laughs> Well, then this is actually a good time to go into one of the songs that Lucas picked for tonight, uh, the song Just Can't Get Enough. And then after we play this, if uh, you want to share some more memories of Aunt Ketty, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the uh, Taboo from uh, Black Eyed Peas said about this song, the message is knowing that when you're gone from somebody, especially when you're on tour, you can't get enough of them. Or you're just thinking about them, and you just want them to know that you're always there for them. From 2010, Just Can't Get Enough. I 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 just can't get enough. Honey got a sexy on steaming. She give my hotness a new meaning. Perfection, mommy, you gleaming. Inception, you got above a dreaming, dreaming. Damn, baby, I'm fiending. I'm trying to holler at you, I'm screaming. Let me love you down. Switch up. 
switch up. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, there. Uh, Lucas sent four songs this week. All of them have like millions and millions of views on YouTube, and all of them I had never heard before. But I just did a little research so I could introduce them. And uh, boy, I boy do I miss him. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And and a lot of the songs, I think all of the ones that you picked are somewhere around that uh all of them except paper planes have that kind of i love you and i miss you vibe <laughs> moron and Ketty that you'd like to express um 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 I don't know, like, I'm, I'm just thinking about, like, how, like, when I heard the news, it just, it kind of, like, it definitely, it definitely died me, because, like, I mean, you know, you don't, you don't expect people to, uh, to, to pass suddenly, and, and I'm just, I just, it just kind of hit, it just kind of hit out of nowhere, I had, I found out on Facebook her, her daughter Tanya had uh, had posted a message uh, letting people know that her mom had passed, and like I I read it and it took it took a while to sink in. It it really did. I don't think it really hit maybe about a later uh, when my cousin um, hit. Uh, who was uh, Ketty was his stepmom. Uh, had posted a picture of uh, my aunt and uh, my aunt and my uncle um, on their wedding day, and I looked at as looked at the two of them and her, and just uh, that's when that's when it kind of really got real for me. As knowing like knowing that she's gone, but um, just. Remembering how just a a genuine person she was, how she looked out for everybody, how she gave selfishly, just, you don't see too many people like that anymore, and that's what, I think that's what makes it, uh, makes it hurt even more knowing that she's gone. Like, almost like in... Like almost like an angel on earth, you know. Like she was, she was one of those people. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's really it's really really rough knowing that she's gone but uh I know she's she's not sick anymore she's not suffering this kind of sad it's kind of sad I was hoping she had a she'd she'd have a few more years on this earth but she had she had 72 good ones so and she I think one I think one thing that I'm grateful for is that she was kind enough to uh share share herself with my family like if that if that makes sense like she she became part of the family you know how how some people get married into a family and just like ignore them no she oh she was she was one of those people she 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 was the, she was quite the opposite she she became she became part of the family and she loved us and we loved her back well i want to thank you so much for you know sharing these things we've crossed the 500,000 people in america who have died from covid-19 alone so there are a lot of people out there feeling lost a lot of people out there who have who have gone through just some of the worst things and uh, i i personally believe it's helpful when someone is able to open up share some happy memories speak well about the person that they lost i i think that is that is healing for, I hope it is healing for you, and I hope it's healing for, for people who are listening, who have gone through some loss. I shared a poem with you last week when I found out, and I'm going to share that with you now and uh, with the listeners now. It was, it was something I wrote. It was one of these things that I, I don't even feel like I wrote it. It, it. it came to me, and I just wrote what, the words that I heard. And I have found that it has brought comfort, uh, and it is called death. Death's bird flies with wings that fan the flames of fear, yet carries its prize in soft, gentle feathers. Find warmth by the fire that burns its love for you as you cry. The embers will fade. The love will remain. And I read that, and I... <laughs> I thought that was just absolutely beautiful. It's the em the embers will fade, but will remain. <laughs> and it's like that, you know. Eventually, we're 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 not hurting as much, but we still feel that love that we have for that person that they had for us, and that's absolutely true. I agree, and I thank you for sharing that. I'm glad you you could share it with the audience here. And let's move on to some fun stuff, if you're ready. I mean, we can do a whole hour on this. I can do anything we want. Uh, I'm, I think I'm think I'm up for a little fun here. <laughs> okay, so for my uh, for my. My my latest TV binge of staying in has been uh, the Queer Eye on Netflix, the new series. Okay. Uh, I was a fan of the original series. I used to have these Queer Eye parties, <laughs> um, and uh, you know would would try to present food the way Ted Allen would. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like through the queer eye, eye parties that that I really wanted to be approved by the queer eye gang. <laughs> Dress nicely, you know, the whole fucking thing. And I had I had done a lot of you know making making my apartment look a little nicer, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And this new series is having the same effect on me. You know, I, 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 I was, I ran short of time, but I was going to dress a little nicer just, just for, <laughs> for the fucking show. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, it's, it's brings out some of the gay in me. <laughs> I can't fucking deny it. I'm seeing it just in my gesture right now. Like I don't usually, this is not my usual hand gesture. Once again, I use a visual for radio. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and when, when I said uh, bringing out the gay in me, it reminded me of a couple of things. Reminded me of when I was a teenager, maybe less. Uh, I got beat up a lot in my neighborhood. It was weird. At school, I was kind of a bully. In my neighborhood, I was bullied. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Hmm. But I remember once, I, I think I was on my bicycle, and one of the neighborhood fucking bullies with a couple other kids just said, are you gay? And I said, if you mean gay as in happy, yes. And they beat me up. Of course. <laughs> And that reminded me of, you know, sometimes back then you got punched in the face and you should have seen it coming. Like when I said gay isn't happy, yes, I should have seen that coming. There was a kid I remember at my school and he had these weird shoes on. And I said, are those sneakers or are those shoes? And he said it in this voice. He goes, they're sneaker shoes. So I punched him in the face. <laughs> I think we have some coffee to read. You are listening to a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Kids, don't punch each other in the face. This was the 70s. We did that. <laughs> that shit happened. Now it's bullying, and, and bullying is bad. You're listening to a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to help us out, we are a 501c. Uh, nonprofit and your donations are tax deductible. Go to radiofreebrooklyn.com slash donate. Great. And let's take a moment to thank our sir Centaurs. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the neighborhood uh, learn something about the city while getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhood. The Running Tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of our neighborhood and get personal records from your guide. Tours three neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Island, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the Running Tours and the list of neighborhoods and tour schedule, check out their website at Running Tours. New York City and check out Saturday at them at Instagram.com slash city running tours. They're sneaker shoes. Pop.
Oh, have you so, so have you seen Queer Eye? I'm not no, I'm not done with Queer Eye. Um not the uh not the reboot. But you saw the original series. Yeah. Uh it was originally called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and they dropped the for the straight guy cuz they realized that they wanted to open it up help different people. Uh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh I just saw the 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 most recent episode I saw was uh these uh, older women of color that are running a barbecue stand in Kansas City. Oh, okay. And uh, it's just so moving. It's just so moving how... I, I like to believe that, that this group of people really are seeing the beauty inside everyone that they go to help. Mm. And just to see them get these people to a place where they can see their own beauty is is incredible and moving and inspirational. Makes me want to go out and buy some sneaker shoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say what you want about sneaker shoes. There's some sneaker shoes out there that are just absolutely killer. I actually have a pair. There's a, there's a company called Creative Recreation and like one of my, like, they made some of my like the my most favorite shoes that I've ever worn. Uh, the name of these shoes are called Allo A L O. Like they they're basically, they're basically um not boat shoes, not um oh they're they're Oxfords, but they're also sneakers. What are they called? Uh uh by Creative Recreation. Sadly, they don't make him any. Oh, well, so I'm not going to bother writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> but, They're really cool. You can't have them. Yeah, I tried. Um, I tried to. I tried to look them up to see if I could get another pair. Because the two pair that I have are starting to uh, starting to uh, get ragged. But they don't make more. <laughs> I don't know why they stopped. Those were probably their best shoes. Yep. Uh, part of me, part of me wants to uh, like jump on Twitter and just like write a message today. Hey, bring back the aloes. Just, just once, once a day. Well, I, I won't be too obnoxious about it. Please, the aloes. Please. The aloes. Because those were the best. Those were the best they've uh, they've made. They've been around a little while, but they were the just the best. I'm getting a lot. Of, I don't know if you can do anything about it, but a lot of noises here. I don't know if it's my headphones or what, but anyway, oh. just wanted to let you know. Yep. I'm sorry you you uh you cut out a little bit there. Oh, I was just saying I was getting a lot of feedback. Are you still getting feedback? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. Hey, whatever. <laughs> we'll roll with it. We'll make it work. It... Oh, I may need to uh, may need to make further adjustments with my setup here since uh, I don't know. It's 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 just things are being funky right now. Oh, okay, and it is going out on the air, too. Thank you, Nancy. 
Well, folks, you're just going to have to bear with us. This is a live show. <laughs> yeah, this is this is live. I can't really help this one. <laughs> just pretend each one is a fart. <laughs> and that'll be fun for you. <laughs> last week, uh, good good thing we weren't in the studio last week because I really was cutting up. <laughs> <laughs> Bad ones. <laughs> oh, man. Bad. Oh, yeah, speaking of the studio, um, uh, if you're, like, whenever... Whenever you, whenever you're up for it, uh, I'm not sure if you saw on a workplace. Um, you're free to return to the studio. If you so yeah, choose. that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I until didn't. they make me. <laughs> I'm not going back until it's mandatory. I'm serious. Shoot, I don't blame you. How about you? Oh, you've been back. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear what you said. I said you've been back to the studio, right? Oh no, I'm still doing my show from home. Oh, so you haven't even seen the new one? No, I haven't seen the new studio yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's uh, it's a lot bigger. Yeah, it's about the size of both of the previous studios combined. Awesome! So we could like have a band in there. So we can what? Have a band in there. Yes. That would be cool. That that is something I look forward to getting bands in there. Hey, just as just as long as uh, we're not, uh, they're not terribly loud about it. Like that's because we do because we do have neighbors. It's a shared space. We just want to make sure that uh, we're respectful to our neighbors. Uh, Saturday at seven. I don't think that's going to be a problem for me. <laughs> I mean, who, who who bitches about sound in New York City? On Saturdays at seven, you'd be surprised. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, remember some shows in, excuse me, shows in the uh, the in the rec room. Like I was, I was like, rip, like fairly quiet. Like there were some people, like there were some uh, nearby neighbors that could still, like, hear this, like hear the playing and whatnot and i'm like i'm i'm doing I'm doing a music show i i really can't help you there <laughs> but but hopefully like our neighbors are at least uh understanding enough you know yes that's that's my only hope another story i wanted to tell you uh tell you about did i ever mention the time i met muhammad ali no <laughs> this is a good one this is a good one and you know it has as as we've been doing this show and i've been talking more about this stuff it does occur to me yeah i have met some pretty fucking incredible people muhammad ali is one of them and here's how it happened uh, there was a segment of, I was maybe nine or 10 years old and there was a segment for a candid camera and they, they got Muhammad Ali into the, into my school mm-hmm. and, um, and basically they, they asked, they, they would ask you some questions like, uh, 
what they ask you questions about Ali. Like, what do you know about him? What would you do if you ever met him? And then he pops up from behind you and big reaction, right? Right. So I, I was not supposed to be selected for it. Um, but I saw some kids were being selected for stuff mm-hmm. and I just, I didn't care. I was like, I think it was a teacher <laughs> that I didn't like or something like that. I was, would have done anything. And they're like, no, no, you don't want to do it. It's a math quiz. I'm like, I like math. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a really hard math quiz. Great. I'll be challenged. So I just wasn't giving up. So, uh, so I, I kind of forced my way into this, I guess, holding room with the other kids. We didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when I came into the room, the first thing I see is fucking Alan Funt. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the old can- Candid Camera, but it, all he was doing was wearing sunglasses. Alan Funt and Candid Camera was a big fucking show those days. Right. Very popular. Um, and Alan Funt was the, the creator and the host, and he's sitting right there. So I'm like, I already know this is Candid Camera. Uh, <laughs> and so I never made it. My, I, I knew shit was up. So when Muhammad Ali came out, I was excited, but I was also faking some of my shit. Mm. And I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> I also knew exactly where the camera was because I'm like, okay, there's this thing that they set up across from me that's that's where you have the camera hidden and Alan Bunt is here. So my shit did not appear genuine because I was not genuinely surprised. But I was very psyched to have met Muhammad Ali, and I did get his autograph. And I, I, I don't remember what I said exactly. I think I, rem- I think I said, what would you do if you lost a fight? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I actually haven't won every single fight. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... 1974, 75, Muhammad Ali, in, in my mind, he'd never lost, ever. <laughs> so uh, I asked Alan Funt for an autograph. He says no. To a kid. <laughs> really? Yes. After school, I see some of the people from the crew. And I come, walk, walk up to one of the crew people and I said, you, you work for a Candid camera, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, Alan Fun's an asshole. <laughs> this guy lost his shit. <laughs> and he kept bringing other people from the crew over there. Kit, 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 say it again, say it again. Alan Fun's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so he must really be an asshole to work for because that's all, the, everyone in the crew wanted to hear me say, one of this little fucking nine-year-old to say, Alan Funt is an asshole. <laughs> And and I'm I'm guessing nobody like no part of the crew came to his defense on that. Oh hell no, <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. <laughs> they fucking made their day. Nine year old. Alan Funt's an asshole. Ah, <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh man. Hey, I'm not. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if I told you, but uh. I uh, I was able to get the uh, vaccine yesterday. I was just about to ask about mm. that. So, uh, folks that may be uh, nervous, scared, <laughs> whatever, what is the uh, process? So, I don't know how the process is uh, for every vaccine center, but I went to the one that opened up over at Mega Evers because I live like I live with Stone Throw from Mega Evers. So, I walked over, <clears throat> and uh, when you get uh, when you get to the uh, 
the the vaccination center portion like you'll see like you'll see this uh <laughs> like you can tell it's there's something medical related because you got the big white tent for the entrance <laughs> okay so um so you go into you go into the big white medical tent you uh you get online they ask you if you have an appointment you'd let them know you got the if if you have the appointment they'll let you stay on the line if you don't have an appointment they'll uh take you to another section where you can get set up with an appointment but i got the appointment ahead of time so i got online waited maybe about not even 20 minutes uh for uh for the first line so i get um they they tell me to get my id and my uh my appointment confirmation ready i stand by the entrance a uh um national guard member uh, uh greets me tells me he's got to take my temperature to make sure i'm okay he takes my temperature all right you're all clear head over to the head over to the desk and i went over to the desk got signed in jumped on the line to get in, into the actual um vaccination center uh, uh vaccination center side that was maybe another 10 minutes 15 at most so like they kept everything moving really nicely so by the time i get into the the uh get into the vaccination portion they uh they actually took one of the uh gymnasiums in the college and turned it into their uh, vaccination center they they put it together really nicely too like there's there's probably like uh 30 like 30 uh 30 kiosks that uh where you can uh, get your like get vaccinated and each one had um one person on each side giving the vaccination so like they like this was a well-oiled machine i let me tell you so, and uh any and 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 how do you feel oh i felt like I I don't know if it was a combination of like me being sleep deprived or the fact that I like did did like four or five miles of walking to between uh between my house and the vaccination center, but I got home and slept like a baby for like a good sixteen hours. <laughs> hey man, I will take that side effect any fucking day. <laughs> All right, so it sounds like the vax process is is all good. It's Anyone feeling vaccination jealousy right now, which is a thing? Uh, look, it depends on the neighborhood you're in. Uh, Calvin does have some underlying conditions, uh, and uh, so you know, don't keep that in mind. Yes. All right. Yeah, just, I mean. I guess in this in this case I'm fortunate enough to be diabetic. <laughs> but that's but because I'm because I'm diabetic, I am at a higher risk for I am at a higher risk for COVID and so I like I get uh, slightly prefer slightly slightly preferential treatment. <laughs> so um I'm um all thing like with that said, I'm very glad that I was able to get the vaccine. Like the whole process I sat down, I I talked to I talked to the uh, National Guard member. Uh, she signed me in. Another one comes up, says hello. I'm gonna t I'm gonna give you the vaccine. We chat for like two minutes, and there, like it wasn't even wasn't even two minutes. Like during those uh, two minutes, she prepped my arm, 
gave me the vaccine and was like, you're done. And we were in the middle of talking when she gave me the va- when she hit me with the vaccine. I didn't feel it at all. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'll get it uh, with my mom. I don't have an appointment scheduled. But when I'm there, I'm going to appeal to them to say, hey, I'm the caregiver. I, I do qualify under that and other things. Uh, I can't get an appointment on my own. It's been just uh, it's been everyone knows how hard it is if you try to yeah. get it. You know, it, right. it's not easy, but eventually it will be. OK, you know, uh, July, anybody who needs one can or wants one can get one i i hear uh and i'm i'm pretty confident so what i'm saying i'm gonna wait my turn if i don't get it in two weeks i'll get it it'll happen i'll just be careful for as long as i have to be careful right and that's and that's just that's just how it's got to be you know we've got to uh got to be patient i i was one of the fortunate ones and uh my mom is going. Uh, my mom will will also be one of the uh, fortunate ones that will be able to get it uh, tomorrow. Good. I was going to ask about that. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Yeah. And then there are fucking people. There are fucking people. I read about this. I think it's going on in California that there are uh, codes that are being that are going to people who are in some underprivileged neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the underprivileged neighborhoods often that are the hardest hit with the coronavirus. Right. Fucking rich people are finding ways to steal these codes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, that doesn't come as a complete surprise, but it's more disappointing than surprising. Mm Mm-hmm. Like there, I've I've heard stories about how people are like finding ways to skirt the system. Like you got got people that are like wearing like wearing gray wigs to to make them to make them appear they're older. <laughs> it's like they're checking your ID. I'm ninety seven. You're thirty seven. <laughs> it's on your fucking ID. I'm a very old 37, though. <laughs> I'm a very mature 37. <laughs> yeah, mature enough to pull some crap like that. But, but unfortunately, that's that's what's happening here. I do want to play uh, one. We, we, we're running short on time, so I think there's really only time for one more song. Uh, and I think... I think let's go with Feel So Close, Calvin Harris. This was one that uh, Lucas said was for you and me. Awesome. I love this song. I think you're going to like it too. Okay. Here we go. I feel so close to you right now. It's a force field. I wear my heart up on my sleeve like a big deal Your love bars down on me, surround me like a waterfall And there's no stopping us right now I feel so close to you right now
bring us right now I feel so close to you right now All right. I did like that. I was picturing Lucas dancing. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely I could definitely uh see him dancing at this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you see uh did you see the judgmental cat on my uh, Facebook page? The judgmental cat? No, I didn't. <laughs> Are you able to look while we're while we're talking? Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> gotta look it up right now. I walk into the deli, uh, this deli on Bleecker Street, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I I I love animals. I I had a art, I had a column about animals in the Villager and in in Chelsea now, and uh, they they usually are very loving towards me. But I walk in and this cat is just judging me. Ooh. Just. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> like, look at me like, you're going to buy cigarettes again? <laughs> cigarettes. Do you know how bad they are for you? Oh my goodness. Uh huh. Jeez. <laughs> like, this, this looks like a cat that would judge you for, for buying anything. Anything. Oh, you're gonna buy those pistachios? Really? Oh, you're, pistachios? You're gonna eat those, pistachios are are fattening. Okay, <laughs> nuts are people think they're healthy. I mean, a, a handful is healthy, but that whole bag you're gonna eat that whole bag. You're gonna eat that whole bag of pistachios. Why don't you buy some beer and condoms while you're here? Okay. <laughs> we sell poppers. You want some of those? Nasty man. <laughs> <laughs> really? Tic Tacs? You're gonna buy Tic Tacs. Of all things. <laughs> <laughs> so judgmental. Like, good lord, that's a face that can stop time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. That's great. Oh, you want to speak to the manager? I am the manager. Here's an unwritten rule for, uh, for everyone who doesn't live in the five boroughs. Any corner store you go to, you see a cat, that's the manager. <laughs> that's the fucking manager. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't write the rules. I just, uh, I just try to abide by them. Especially when the manager looks like that. Good lord. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and that's, that's, a ser- that's a serious face right there. Mm. That is such a, such a judgmental cat. <laughs> <laughs> like I imagine, I imagine that cat is the uh, is is probably the reincarnation of that like bone bony fingered old lady that uh, that judge that judged everybody in the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, he came back as the most judgmental cat of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I made it public, so if you're not a Facebook friend of mine, I think my Facebook Facebook address is francis.hall.524. I can't check from uh, I can't check from the phone, but uh that that seem that seems about right. Oh, yep. francis.hall.524. Yep, that's it. All right. See, there's numbers involved. Well, I'm going to remember numbers. (laughs) Ooh, and the only downside to this uh, to the vaccine, like when like you prick your arm with anything, your arm is going to remember. And my my arm is my arm is taking notice for sure right now. But that's the that's the only uh, that's the only thing I'm really feeling right now. So if you have any, any qualms about the vaccine. Uh, if you can take a little arm pain, you'll be all right. <laughs> I can take a little arm pain. So there's some soreness. Yeah, just some soreness. It's gonna it's gonna last a few days, but okay. Hey, I can dig it. I can deal with it. Well, we have uh, less than a minute left to the show, Calvin. I wanna I wanna thank you so very much uh, for opening up, for sharing your your remembrances and your thoughts about uh, Aunt Ketty. I love the name Ketty. Nancy and Stephen, thank you for giving me some feedback during the show. Yes, Uh, we appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely appreciate it. It was really good to know that that we were going out, so I would just start talking shit, talk about anything, (laughs) just not have dead air. I don't mind a little bit of dead air, but uh, anyway, thank you all. We will be back here next week live Take care of yourselves, show yourself some love, show some love to those around you. It's important, and you know it is.